Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dunder Mifflin The people purses paper people Dunder Mifflin The people purses paper people Dunder Mifflin The people purses paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and new branch manager, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, VP of Sabre Retail. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Have you seen a ghost? <laughs> seen and banged. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that part. That's from a deleted scene. <laughs> scene and banged. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we are discussing season eight. After that, oh. we'll head to the conference room for some questions sent in from our Scott's Tots. And we'll finish up with some trivia sent in by the other, other Edwin. Oh. Oh. That's They're right. Multiplying. That's right. But before we get into all that, do we have any housekeeping to start out with Alex Ward? Oh, hey, that's me. Nope, not much. Just, <laughs> uh, well, there, there's a couple things we'll get to why this episode's coming out a day late, because usually we do release mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. on a Thursday, and it's no longer Thursday, at least on the Pacific Coast. That's uh, right. West Coast? Pacific Coast? But uh, join our join our Patreon, of course. Get into that exclusive tots clot tots, <laughs> not tots clots. That's different. Wait, I like the tots yeah, clots. Yeah, because because here's what's up. Here's what's up, everybody. I we were gonna record last night, but I have eleven stitches in my left hand now. I I I. <laughs> I put a box cutter into my thumb and index finger. Um, I have some very gruesome, bloody pictures. If you would like graphic, them, Sean you... showed me before the we started recording. <laughs> my God! If you would like mm-hmm. that to be posted on the Discord somewhere, let me know. Lunch. Um, it was a it was a work injury, so I think it's office related. Cha ching. <laughs> But uh, the things yeah. you do for love, hey? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't, I don't have to pay for any of it, <laughs> and uh, you know, I get a lot of sympathy, and that's Score. great. Free stitches, <laughs> free sympathy. <laughs> free free I, stitches. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, free stitches. No top scum. These <laughs> are choice. Yeah, these babies. I might choice. not be able to fully grip a, a golf club. For the rest of my life, oh, but we'll man. see. <laughs> just, just when he was I, uh, taking off. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry mm-hmm. if my reaction was a little, uh, a little much. I, Sean was going to tell me, and I was like, "Save it for the pod." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, yeah. man. I, I am glad, glad to hear you're uh, you're doing a little better, and uh, you know, our, he had uh, to he had to see to a hand you. surgeon. Yeah, not um, not yet. I haven't been there yet, but. Oh. Um, yeah, it's uh, kind of a bummer. They'll have to reopen the thumb, mm-hmm. and oh. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, <laughs> the pictures, like, the pictures it... are are not uh, for the faint of heart. 
That was pretty cool. No, it's pretty pretty. But I'll, I'll post yeah. them if anyone wants them. Ooh, wow. uh, yeah, no, I uh, yeah, it's uh, I got a splint on the thumb, seven stitches across the thumb joint, and uh, four in the index finger. Uh, please be careful when you're using a a, a very long, fresh box cutter cutter blade to. Uh, cut a foam mattress in half in a driveway like i mean i know that's not something people normally do but um you never know someone out there know. someone out there's listening to our podcast while they're cutting a mattress for the box right now like, oh man <laughs> i should go get some safety mittens it it really made me feel like we should have been talking about the episode the injury tonight but uh oh. but instead Instead, we're going to talk about season eight. Wait, let's uh, finish with now that you filled in your tots clots all right. <laughs> on your thumbs. <laughs> join Scott's tots <laughs> at, at patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Join our Discord, which is open to the public, but with exclusive tots channels. Get ad-free episodes. Get our bonus contents. And uh, we'll have our monthly mailbag. We're going to be recording that coming up this weekend. So very soon, yeah. Uh, that's coming up, and that's that's the best part of my month, right there. <laughs> best part of my day, walking over by Stanley's <laughs> desk. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm sure years old. Maybe we'll get some. Maybe we'll get some more details on Sean's workplace accidents uh, on the on the monthly mailbag. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. Um, mm. In the meantime. Uh, in the know, meantime, pay for your scots, your tots clots. I definitely <laughs> heard you. Say, I did, I heard you say it as tots squat. Tots squats. That that's our workout yeah, program. Like like throwing up plates on the yeah yeah. How much squat could a Scott's tot squat if a Scott's tot could, could squat tot squat? <laughs> I like that. This is I the like kind that. of content you can expect. Uh, 24 hours a day, seven Patreon, days a week for only $5. <laughs> All right, we're giving it away. That's an incredible price. What a value. Every idea, gold. Yeah. Yeah. Other, you know, other, other Patreons, they have multiple price tiers. Not us. Not well, us. I'm, I'm, all right. I'm throwing the towel over over the housekeeping. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to move on to today's episode, which is season eight. Okay, so we've done okay. on this. Okay? okay, on this dude. on this podcast, God. we have done. We've already done a one through seven seasons. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of unbelievable, really. Uh, I, these over <laughs> these big season <laughs> overview episodes. Do you remember when we are, did like are, four and five, and it was like, oh my god, we're already on season five, and like we were blasting through them. We were like, what are we going to do episodes about, like next year? That was like three years ago. I feel like we did those. <laughs> it's, we've it's uh, been a while, but a time but, to be alive. But the, season eight is an extremely important episode to discuss in season. terms of season. In terms. Uh, to to discuss because this is post Michael Scott and the office really did struggle with viewership after Steve Carell left the show and I think that you know we obviously have expressed on this show many times that once 
Michael leaves the show in season seven. Seasons eight and nine are very weak. But um, I'm excited to discuss and debate uh, why season eight is worth watching. Debate the hashtag debate the eight. <laughs> or something. Deeb eight. <laughs> there you go. Every idea gold. Uh, <laughs> we can't miss. I, hey, no, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a good discussion because I think like let's have it. One thing let's for me discussion. is that yeah. Well, and I think as an additional um, for additional context, we've talked about a lot of season eight already on this show because, of course, you know. Uh, within our back catalog, uh, the Florida arc and a lot of individual episodes and different times talking about Andy as manager. Like there have been, we've covered season eight quite a bit. Robert California, we've talked about quite a bit. So Nelly, it's not Gabe. as if season eight, Nelly, it's not as if season eight is uncharted territory for us or this is, you know, some of the first time talking about it. But I think the discussion today will probably be a bit more of a macro level than on um, going into the individual episodes, although I'm sure there's going to be a lot of that as well. Yes. I think one thing that uh, that I'm kind of uh, interested to talk about is that I don't think, I mean, this is a theme, but I don't think season eight, especially in with all this extra time, I think season eight has grown on me quite a bit, more so than I maybe would have expected, um, which is a little different from season nine. I don't necessarily feel the same way about season nine, um, but I am curious to hear your guys' thoughts on the season, uh, how it compares to the rest of the show, and how it compares to season nine. I, I, yeah. uh, I, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Nope. My, uh, my, my short version is very similar to Edwin's, grown on me. Uh, it, it, much like the cordyceps in the last of us continues to overtake me and <laughs> the, the the longer i am with it the more i enjoy it um I, I, it's no secret i uh, how big of a robert california fan i am he's obviously doing a lot of heavy lifting for me this season um nelly's grown on me a lot so it's not like season eight has in a way it's almost i've just grown a lot more appreciation for some of the characters that are thrust into action a little more in season eight i think it's no uh, no coincidence that like the DVD cover for season eight, the 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 season image is like the full ensemble, as a lot a lot of them up until that point had been a core of mm. five or six people, um, or Michael that, at front and center, or Mike and with Michael was always front and center, and that was very much intentional of like when Steve Carell left the show, they were like the, the showrunners were confident and said you know publicly like we believe in this ensemble, this can work without Steve Carell, we will show you. Um, all these years later, for me, right. it's like it, it pays off. Uh, the, the longer time goes on, did I didn't really like it at first. I didn't know what it was. Okay, didn't didn't know mm. it. it. Was a stranger. Mm. Didn't like it. Now I do. Look, don't know. Super care. That's right. <laughs> season season eight. It's it started in September uh, September twenty second in two thousand eleven. It concluded on May tenth, two thousand twelve. It was a total of 24 episodes um of course john uh sorry uh steve carell was no longer with the show and you've got the Darn. <laughs> at that point and uh and just as a you know from from a business standpoint the the show declined drastically in viewership in season eight. Yes. A lot of people tuned in for episode one. 
of season eight, and it just went down, down, down after that. So you know, in in Lovely real <laughs> in real world statistics, like this, you know, it was starting to fail, and um, I think it's worth pointing out that season seven of The Office. Um, the showrunner was Paul Lieberstein, who is, of course, Toby. Uh, he was the sole showrunner for season seven as Steve Carell was exiting the show. And then Greg Daniels started to set back in in season eight. So they were kind of co-showrunners in season eight. And then by season nine, Greg Daniels wanted to take full ownership again, and he was the showrunner for season eight. Mm. So I want to just point out that there was this, there was a lot of transition happening in season eight. Oh, you mean there was Greg a lot... Daniels came back for season nine and was correct. Sole showrunner. Yeah. But, right. but he started stepping back in like seven season seven, mm-hmm. right? Was Paul Lieberstein was the showrunner period. Right. And then season eight, all of a sudden, Greg Daniels is there again as kind of a co-showrunner. Gotcha. And then I gotcha. In season nine, yeah. Greg Daniels gotcha. is the showrunner again. So hmm. it's, you know, I mean, I don't know if that's, you know. So there was some turbulence. There was a little bit of. Feels like it. Feels like it. Big, big star leaves. Core of the show. No longer there. As the showrunner leaves, um, and some characters take take some different directions. I think. I mean, obviously, there. So there uh, in season eight, there is a decline in terms of viewership, but then also uh, like critical response and, and and ratings of episodes. I think um, at the same time, like it's not as if the show. I mean, there was a decline for sure, but it's not as if the show I think was ever really in danger of getting canceled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the show was still very popular, um, but it was such a different. Uh, product that was on that was on the air you know as as we've talked about before the comedy night done right i mean that was in full swing i mean people were tuning in on thursday nights the show was still very much a part of that prime time television slot you know and people people were gonna watch but it it declined very quickly when Mm -hmm. steve when steve left yeah, and there's certainly, I think, especially if you watch that, if you watch the list, you know, and you're, you, you, we've already had some of the show without Steve Carell, but we had sort of like, you know, D'Angelo Vickers, we had Will Ferrell sort of like this very larger than life comedy star to kind of close out season seven, right? So it, it was like, Steve Carell's gone, but hey, here's a really big dessert for you before you go. <laughs> it was like, oh, that was satisfying. Uh, yeah. So season eight, it's almost feels like, okay, now Robert California is the new, like Michael Scott or what, that's just how you could see it if you were coming in. And like James Spader is not Steve Carell. He's, he's hilarious in this role, but the heart of the show was so much about Michael's heart, his like need to be loved and solving that problem in his life that felt like no one loved him. That's been resolved now. And so the show is like, what what is the show now? That that's such a hard, that's such a hard landscape to to navigate for showrunners and to like 
especially for an audience that's expecting such a good show. I, I'm I'm gonna say, you know, that I really enjoyed the first half of season eight as it was coming out. Like when I first was, you know, when I was there mm-hmm. when Steve Carell quit and <laughs> you know left the show, which mm-hmm. apparently he didn't even want to do, and you know it was all due to you know production business deals and stuff like that and he wanted to keep doing the show and he had to leave unfortunately and um and they thought they could keep doing this show without him but you know i really did enjoy the list the incentive lotto garden party uh getty mrs Cali- mrs california trivia i mean there are some pool party there are some really great episodes in the first part of season eight where it's actually i really like andy the character yeah um yeah for yeah i think this is one of through throughout that entire arc i really enjoy andy's character I think we get a, a little bit into this Parks and Rec territory where every episode somebody needs to tell somebody all the moral lessons that they need to learn from this episode. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, uh, we get that in Gettysburg when uh, Jim and Daryl are kind of explaining things to Andy or even in the incentive when, you know, he gets the Nardog tattoo I would love to just move on from that and have an idiot manager again, just like we did with Michael Scott, an idiot with good intentions. But you don't really get that with Andy, right? Because we have this weird, like, backstory of him having this extremely wealthy, elite family that he's trying to please. It just gets... It just really starts he, to confuse. Soft penis debutante is a good way to put it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but well, sorry. I, I in, think... in the words of the, to quote the Lizard King, there, uh, Mr. California. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I think broadly speaking, and it, you know, it's funny to think about reception and what was going on at the time because it's been so far removed from that era of actually being on the air that some of these things, like it's funny how so much of it fades into the background with a lot of TV like this because network TV is obviously not as big as it was even 10 years ago and with streaming services and, and fan reception and things like that, things can come back and they can change. I mean, we, we're, we're, you know, with Party Down, We've seen a show that just kind of came back from the dead after all these years later and things like that. And so it's funny to think about it now because The Office and many TV shows just kind of exist on streaming. You can watch them whenever you want. Um, you can have a very different relationship to TV shows now that you can just kind of tap in whenever um, and depending on your platform, you know. Um, so it's interesting to think about what was going on at the time. Um, but when I think about just the show itself, what happens within the show on the screen, I think season eight is so much of The Office trying to find itself. Um and not not just without Michael Scott, but so much of the rest of the characters kind of have to recalibrate without Michael there to be in relation to. Mm-hmm. And I actually think like 
you know, it's it's when I think about those early episodes with Andy, it's a lot less about for me. It's a lot. I don't think it's a morality thing. It's more like Andy is the person who and like and it's. I remember that in the going into season eight, talking to friends about who we thought would be manager and why we thought it would be Dwight or Jim or whoever it would be, would be or mm-hmm. an external character or something like that. But um, I, in as the more and more I've looked back on it and rewatched it, I think it's clear why Andy was kind of chosen. And I think he's the person that actually makes the most sense from the, from the existing ensemble. And the reason was because on one hand, he's the most malleable. You can, his character can change the most and does change yeah. the most. Yeah. Um, and also like there is room to grow and room to develop in Andy that doesn't exist within Dwight, Jim and some of the other characters, like the idea of Andy kind of having uh, uh, in the list. And he has to stand up for the rest of his team. And he has to go in. He goes, no, no. And then he gets in. And he speaks yeah. up for the losers. And yep. they they kind of end in the incentive. You know, they, they say, like Jim says, like, we're all ready to see what great idea you have next. But no one's actually expecting you to do this. But, yep. you know, we're all waiting for what comes next. And then hmm. I think there's an element of Andy having to step up in a way where if, if, if oh, and, and then grow into this role of leadership. I think going right in the uh, garden party, which is a trip into Andy's psyche, like, mm-hmm. you know, very much uncovering uh, layers of Andy that, yeah, have sort of been on the wayside the first seven seasons, or I guess four seasons. Well, and you think a little bit more about like, all right, let's say we're Jim. Um, Jim standing up for his team and coming up with good ideas to motivate them. That seems too consistent with his character. Mm-hmm. It's more of a surprise if he does the opposite and then it doesn't feel like himself. And if it's Dwight and he's too considerate, and that also feels like it violates his character a little bit. So I think Andy is 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 the person who, in a weird way, kind of like Michael, um, acts sort of um, unintentionally brings a lot of heart to the role. But I mean, you have so much of the ensemble finding themselves, the characters finding themselves, um, and then that all leads, and that's all before the show goes to Florida, which is just such a total trip. Literally, it's a trip from yes, right. where the show it's is. It's a vacation been. for yeah. the show. I'll, I'll say too, it's like it's 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 uncharted territory, and that it's like you know we have Andy stepping in as manager, who we this is a character that we understand, and when we're even when we're moving into season two of The Office, we don't totally understand Michael. Like you know he's he's still a bit of an anomaly, and I think that. By the time Andy takes over as manager, it's a it's a little difficult because we understand this character's motivations, like and it just I mean they ha- they kind of have to in a way in season eight they've divided Michael Scott into Andy and Robert California. It doesn't totally work um, for me. I mean, I I love I love those two characters individually. They have such amazing one-liners. But you know, Robert California stepping in as this very prominent corporate figure in season eight, um, prominent sexual little... figure as well. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. I mean, uh, this is uh, look. <clears throat> this this is something that this I thought a lot a about scumbag. too. Scumbag! <laughs> I hate it. 
Look, uh, people love to post this quote from Steve Carell that that the office couldn't exist today, right? Because it's just too offensive, which I disagree with. Um, because Michael Scott, the character, is an idiot, and we all understand that as we watch the show. But Robert California is a very successful businessman who is definitely abusing people and harassing people and speaking inappropriate inappropriately in a workplace and would you say more so than just, michael but michael has these good intentions you know what i mean even if he's even if it's even if he's an idiot even if you know, it, uh, sexual harassment, those episodes, yes, it's it's all extremely awkward. But Robert California knows exactly what he's doing, and he also reveals that he's probably sex trafficking, like, right near the end of his exit <laughs> from the show. So this kind of lovable... Um, fallibility that you, the manager of the Scranton branch has, it disappears in season eight. So, uh, like, uh, overall, you, you don't like season eight. Is that right? Right. You don't like That's it. That's right. Yeah. And I, I, would, I would wager amongst our listeners, like, like, what do you think the split is that say that would say, like, don't care for season eight? Like, I would say at least, ha- like, at least half, right? Like, I feel like when I look at generally comments like season eight just most people eight and nine are an attachable component of the office they're not like necessary to the show i I just generally get the sense that's kind of what the public feels about eight and nine do you think do you think that's far off or not i you know here's i yes and no i mean i understand that sentiment for sure i think there's a large segment of the population or a population <laughs> the of people who watched the office, the human race who watched it, the population many, of the world. Go ahead. Well, I think a lot of people watched the office many years later when it was not on TV. They watched it all at once, and this whole like Michael Scott leaving, what's going to happen next? Like they didn't experience that the way that we did in, in the moment, you know. Yeah. And I think I think if you were to watch it as a binge, you probably experienced season eight and nine very very differently, you know. Sure. I and. I, I just I, I imagine that some people view the view that element of the show differently. I mean the three of us talk to each other and we can come to certain conclusions and sometimes it's easy to feel like we represent some sort of general consensus. Um even though I, I think we're bro right all the time. Um yeah. but, but <laughs> um I just imagine that a lot of people have different relationships to the show than we do in terms yeah. of how they watched it, when they watched it and what, what they prefer, you know. I'm sure that there are people out there who love season nine. Totally. Like it, it does. It wouldn't surprise me at all. So that's just one thing. You know, I think see, um, mm-hmm. that's season eight feels like uh, if you took seasons of The Office and they were albums by a musician. Like season eight is mm-hmm. the album after like a band member left a band and it's like their first so album and it's like it's pretty good, but it's not what I know this for. That's it's kind of how eight feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like first first solo album. That's like not bad. I think, good try. I think too that there is an element of the office that 
gets really like changed and it's almost impossible to change back. And I think Sean uh, tapped into it very well, um, even though he got up and walked away just now. <laughs> just stormed out. No, he did. Um, he's, he's doing something. Yeah. Um, but basically, the the thought that I had was he was talking about how Michael kind of got split between Robert California and Andy, and I disagree with that a little bit. Mm. Obviously, Robert California is more of a substitute for the David Wallace, Joe Bennett's of the world. Um, and I think that the big difference there is that Andy is so much more self aware than Michael. Not that he's totally self aware, but he he's overly he's, he's like overly self aware. Yeah, or like Michael shows you self awareness in a way that like is very surprising and endearing sometimes, where it's like you you, you didn't realize he was paying attention in that way, and um, yeah, it's 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 like neuroticism with Andy a little bit. Yeah, and um, and then Robert California as a corporate figure is so suffocating that I mean I under like it's like a lot of the humor is kind of watching Andy or some a lot of times Jim mm -hmm. or whomever kind of squirm. Um, yeah. Under whatever, whatever, what, like, what the hell is Robert thinking? And what does he want me to do this? And Jim is trying to escape, and Andy is trying not to hire this Mrs. California or whatever it is. Right. Um, and, it's just and, a different dynamic. And they kind of intertwine that with Andy and like overbearing father figures. Something he is something he struggles with. <laughs> we we learn in this. Yeah. Season. Well. <laughs> and something else that sort of like again is kind of breaks within the show is pretty much all the way up until season well it's it, it would it, it seems as if the the path of success within the office is that you kind of succeed in the branch and then you become the manager and then maybe you can go to corporate that's like how you succeed in this world and for a while, that's like what Michael is trying to do. That's what Jim tries to do in season six. And then even when Saber comes in, there's this element of growth. Where is, what's, what's Dwight going to do? He's going to you know, go to Florida and try to become get another position. And I think what happens with Michael leaving to be with Holly, like that sort of goes away in part because the corporate structure is, is totally – like it, it's just weird. It's different. It's Saber. It's his company. In, it's his parent company in Florida. And Robert is CEO. He's not even like a directly above Michael mm -hmm. in, in or Michael. Jeez, Andy. Um, and it doesn't seem like any of the other characters now that Jim, Dwight, and Daryl all kind of have their ambition either tempered or snuffed out in some sort of way. Like it's the sort of path to success of being manager doesn't really seem to appeal to them so much anymore. Um, right. With the exception of Dwight. Well, and yeah. and in past seasons, you, like I think you, what used to be Jan and then Ryan and David Wallace is all combined into Robert California, who suddenly mm -hmm. David Wallace or Jan, who would show up once every handful of episodes, suddenly Robert California is like in the office all the time. And to, to mm -hmm. be clear, like Robert California, like we're talking a lot about him, but like he's such the primary difference. Uh, I mean him and Andy between the first seven seasons and this uh, as far as like who is tasked to fill the void of Michael Scott in season eight and the answer is Ed Helms and Robert California and then of course later on you, you get you do get Nellie and the whole Florida arc yeah is like this weird fever dream of the office but again it's now when I'm when I'm rewatching and I'm on season eight I'm kind of looking forward to, to the Florida arc just because it's so looks different feels different you get some different scenery and it's almost like you can feel the creators the writers all the actors are feeling that where it's like 
Hmm. Done seven seasons. Let's just try some new stuff just to feel it out. And like, like I like going back to the musician analogy. It's like I want to try a slightly different genre of music, or I want to like try a different instrument. Um, that's I want to write an eight minute ballad, eight yeah. minute power ballad, baby. Get some didgeridoos back there. That's 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 season eight, dog. Yeah. It it yeah. It just I mean I need you to like it, Sean. I'm, I'm, I'm Actually, not, I take it back. I need happen. you to. I need it's you to double date. <laughs> Thank you. I need you to double down on your hate. It's. It's. Look, when Steve Carell is there, when Michael Scott is there, it's such a real character that you watch him do things that are so bad, and and yet you still feel sorry for him because you know that he's doing that out of out of his insecurities out of his lack of self-awareness and when you get into season eight it's about this you know battle between andy and robert california and robert california is kind of just a big clump of one-liners you know he's not he's not a consistent character. He's not believable in any way. I mean, he's, he's certainly just so much more outrageous than David Wallace, who was our corporate figure for seven seasons before this. David Wallace is out here in Benton suckets. And and David Wallace steps back in at the end of season eight of this, He's t- uh, <laughs> and, and saves the day, which is also a very awkward, uncomfortable moment in this. Uh, but I don't know. It just it just um, when when Michael Scott made mistakes, when Michael Scott did people wrong, you you felt this sense of you understood where he was coming from. And you understood that he was an idiot and he had a good heart. And with Andy Bernard, he's just a selfish, spoiled brat. And with Robert California, he's just a super bizarre, probably like sexually abusive. you know, crazy person does and does does your perception of Andy change at all throughout season eight? It throughout I, season eight, of course. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Edwin. I think you need. I I I think there are a couple of things we should probably do. I think number one, I think your perception of Andy is is like we should try to focus on him in season eight, like the way that his character ends in theory shouldn't influence the way you view him in the season because we that hasn't happened yet like i agree that he ends in a terrible place but like i think the version of himself that appears in season eight is is a bit more relatable and like i do think that he shows like more of that humanity in season eight um, agreed up until he kind of gets driven insane by robert and nelly um and the other thing that i think we should probably do at a certain point is like at a certain point, we should stop talking about Michael because he doesn't exist in this season. Like, we not. should engage with the season itself, you know? I like that's 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 uh that's all I mean to say, you know? Because I yeah I understand what you're saying, but yes, 
Yeah. That's what this episode is. Is feel it's like yeah, the weight of Michael Scott leaving. He's like this ghost. Yeah, yeah, for you know, sure. That yeah. looms over season eight for sure. I mean, yeah, I think that that was what everyone what was on everyone's minds mm-hmm. as they were making season eight was how are we going to continue this show? Because this is not the first time that this has happened, right? I mean, there's so mm-hmm. many TV shows. I mean. X-Files comes to mind in terms of the exact like number of seasons that this happened. X-Files changed their two main cast members after seven seasons or something like that. And it's like, why watch the show after that? I still find season eight very funny, but it just... Yeah, I okay. I, I think... It's important to talk about why it lacks, you know, why, why, I mean, the six episodes in season one are so much better to me than the 50 episodes that are in seasons eight and nine. Yeah. I don't disagree with that, really. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, like... At a certain point, though, like we can, we should talk about why what's happened. We can talk about with this, we can dive a little deeper than like this is good and this is bad and here's why, you know, like or I like this more and I don't like this as much and here's why. Like I think there's a lot more interesting stuff that happens in season eight. Like I'll give you an example. Like I think one of the things that happens in season eight is something that is very characteristic of what happens in seasons eight and nine, which is the show is really, really fully transitioned away from these are characters who work in an office to. Mm-hmm. Like the plot dynamics are, are a lot less like these are the characters who work in the office and this is part of office life and a lot more like now what happens to Daryl and now what happens to Aaron and now what happens to Gabe like there is the show is transitioned like the ensemble is so strong but at the same time it becomes so much more character driven in, in, in that regard um, and I think what kind of happens is you get a lot less storylines that are kind of brought together by like Think about early seasons where it's like, oh, it's uh, secretaries or not secretaries day. It's a bad example. It's Valentine's Day in the office, and all these things are happening. And what you get a lot more of in season eight is like, what's going to happen with Daryl and Val and Brandon? <laughs> and I think what what is the what is characteristic of season eight and nine is that they cram so much extra plot in that it's it's difficult to be as invested. Because number one, mm-hmm. there's numerically more characters to deal with. And then number two, there isn't as much time for those things to develop and actually feel compelling. Um, and I, I, won't, I don't want to tap into season nine on this yet, but it happens a lot more in season nine. Yes. But I'm just thinking of when you think about Jim and Pam's romance and how that plays out over like four seasons versus, or maybe not four seasons. I mean, obviously it's through the whole show. But when does most of the action happen? In the first three seasons, that's like the most dramatic will they won't they sort of era um but that's three seasons you know right Aaron and Andy happens in what the end of season six and through season seven and through season eight a little bit but like it's not it's just not the same and maybe Mm -hmm. that's a bad comparison but like um but Daryl and Val for example is 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 one um Mm -hmm. or the way that Nellie enters and starts as Gabe like we learn (laughs) and we learn everything (laughs) and we learn everything about Nellie in three episodes you know it's just the everything feels so so sort of um abbreviated yeah even plot development season eight and 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 then in in the midst of all that is this trip to florida you know which is somehow fit into everything you just said um Mm -hmm. yeah it's 
there's a lot uh there's when you look at the like looking at the episode list especially from in the first dozen episodes or so which is uh the list into pool party that to me is the andy's story is that i mean literally ending with like andy losing a ring that he wants to use to like propose to aaron Mm -hmm. right at pool party um because after that once aaron uh sorry to aaron and then once once um the florida (laughs) arc comes up aaron's in florida and then come Mm -hmm. you know then it he goes down to get her and then everything kind of goes awry after that right um Mm -hmm. but having that tallahassee arc in there that's people remember season eight there's like isn't that the one where they go to florida uh, it's just such a weird part of the season. I think that throws a lot of people. But I do agree. Like, I like the new environments it puts the characters in. Like, Florida is interesting because it separates the office into, like, two groups of people for an extended period of time. Those that are in Florida, there's some replacement characters. Like, Pam, Jim and Pam get just have their second kid this season. You know, you talk about yeah. it's yeah. Been, it took <laughs> yeah. four seasons for them to kiss and go on a date. And now it's just like, mm-hmm. here's their second kid season. Pam's going on maternity leave, has to train a replacement. Um, I mean, there's just totally uh, new grounds I'll, for, for story. I want to touch. I want to touch on this because when should we they take a break went, first? Is it, are, have we hit our, is it time? We're going to take a break okay. and then I'm going to come back. <laughs> then I'm hot. <laughs> yes. Yes. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking about season eight and I am coming in hot. Within an opinion. I mean, I really have a lot of hot opinions about season eight. Um, <laughs> you just I feel got like a lot of hot eight, opinions in general. I, I feel like season eight did Andy dirty. I feel like I feel like the way that season eight started, I was very happy with Andy being the branch manager, with mm-hmm. him, you know, kind of trying to learn and support the ensemble cast. Yeah. Does a good job. We get a little. We get that in the list. We get that in the incentive. Um, Gettysburg, we get that in the garden to do party. Nice. He's just trying yeah. to do something nice. It's, it's there's no one appreciate what I'm doing here. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, That's right. I, I love all that stuff. <laughs> I love all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think that the season eight does Andy very dirty, and it's it's that. You feel very sorry for Michael, right? You feel like he doesn't have a, a supportive family. He yep. doesn't have any friends except for Todd Packer. Um, so you always, no matter what Michael Scott does, you you feel sorry for him. He is he's that nerd who has found himself in a position of power and like you you feel bad for him and and with Andy Bernard it's different well it always seems like him and Aaron are a perfect match and the 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 writing sort of does everything it can to keep 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 bringing them apart right bring them together mm-hmm. rip them apart over and over and it happens again in season 8 and it's already happened before and uh, it's just like Andy sort of keeps tumbling downwards, it feels like, over the course of the season. I would mention that Andy also doesn't have a supportive family. Andy also isn't shown to have any friends. Correct. Outside of, you know, anyone but, outside of Aaron. But that becomes such a story point. 
you know where, and whereas a small, with small Michael, to penis. it was it was just in the background it was so brilliantly just kind of disguised you know you know he calls his mom and it says mom i'm engaged mom i'm getting married really no you're not <laughs> yeah. no you're not <laughs> no you're not no i uh why i, I mean i always I, say that uh, yes <laughs> and because cer- certainly like at no point did we get you know like in garden party they're literally eavesdropping on a taped conversation between andy and his dad andy getting dressed down by his very harsh dad in front of everyone mm-hmm. and it's like it's very blatant it's very like here's andy's character kind of on a platter here's why he is the way he is right we, we never get that with michael because that's just not a luxury we had we do in this season because again it's pretty it's pretty abbreviated as a result of like everything they have to do to win over the audience really and make andy as lovable and as someone you would care about where yeah he's sort of been a side character for a lot of the the rest of the uh the show um we'd never really he was just sort of this as dwight said a preppy freak who made us laugh <laughs> and now the now the show think, is tasked with like yeah we we have to like actually care about him um it was very hard to do well, and i think i think it's just like people you're okay with that or you weren't you know for a lot of a lot of season eight but like uh, it, it goes interesting places for me the way it continues to get more interesting i think too there is i mean there is kind of sort of a uh I don't know if it was purposefully done, but there is something interesting about the fact that Michael's background is never really revealed. Mm-hmm. It's 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 dripped out very slowly, yeah. um, and even until we get to season eight or season eight, geez, season seven, in like the counseling episode, do some of these things come out? Um, think about when Daryl says, "What happened to you in high school?" Like we don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, outside exactly. of outside of. You know, the kids yeah. threw him into the fountain, and he got his ponytail stuck in the power drill. Poop ball. I should have known. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I'm just gonna say I would love like a Daria type animated show of Michael Scott going through high school. Oh wow, <laughs> that's just gonna throw it out wow. there. <laughs> Phil- Phyllis Vance is a is a character. Oh yeah, Phyllis would be there. I will say that you know I I think you made an interesting point, Alex, about Andy and Aaron, which is that it doesn't seem like there's any really good reason why they aren't together. Yes. Like, it's like they're forcing with, ways even for them with, to break up. Even with Jessica. What, Aaron and sort of, Yeah. Yeah. And I, I yes, kind of get it that like, <laughs> I kind of get that like they, they kind of missed each other and rejected each other too many times and things like that. But um, it does always kind of feel like a little, it feels a little forced in a way. Sometimes some of their relationship drama. Um, and then also I thought, I think, um, one thing that Robert does bring to the season is like, there's like so sometimes there's a lot of clarity, you know, that he brings, yeah. which is like, you like her, yes. I I do, she likes you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like there's there's another moment where where he's like, why wouldn't you just, nope, I'm staying out of this, <laughs> yes, <I> <laughs> like no, Robert. Robert does have a way of kind of cutting through in, in certain ways. Um, I mean, he uses he obviously uses his yeah. intellect for for evil instead of good. But it is very funny that he can bring clarity to that particular dynamic. I am sometimes. so tired of the black eyed peas. Yeah, it's I don't know. Sometimes I feel you don't know food at all. <laughs> I I just I don't know, man. I I feel like 
Robert California can be kind of a hollow character. He is, you know, these 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 one-liners and these monologues, and he's a very important part of season eight. You know, he is. I mean, Michael Scott kind of becomes Andy plus Robert California. Um, and How so? Michael Scott is a big hole to fill when he leaves, right? Mm-hmm. So when he leaves, you get Andy as the Scranton manager, but you also have to supplement that with Robert California, who's coming in with these oh, I see. very outrageous... Um, very difficult to read. It's uh, it's kind opinions. of a different. It's a different type of chaos. It's like Andy has a yes. lot of the anxiety and insecurities that Michael Scott has. Robert is bringing some of that chaos. It's just Robert's chaos is dark, like dark chaos, <laughs> like yeah. not good. <laughs> and 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 I'll just say, like I know, like you know, we keep talking about like Michael Scott or whatever, but. I mean, you do. <laughs> Michael Scott has that dark chaos. He has that dark and light chaos <laughs> in him. And when he leaves, it is it's hard, man. Like I mean, it yeah. just like you don't feel as bad for Andy as I felt as bad for Michael in certain situations. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's an impossible task. I don't think you could. Which is which is yeah, why the show goes so many weird places. I think. Um, I definitely, yeah. I think I think definitely from a writing perspective, they explored a lot of different directions as well. Like yeah. they took a lot of different characters in different directions, and they put them in different scenarios. I think something else that kind of happens with this season is that they that some characters kind of run out of, in terms of plot, in terms of the things that are motivating certain characters and driving a lot of these plot dynamics, some characters lose a lot of steam. I'm thinking of Kelly and Ryan. And I think totally. that's probably a big reason why they wrote them off in season nine is because like from a plot perspective, they didn't have as much to do. They were just kind of um as the ensemble grows and everybody seemed a little more fully realized mm-hmm. that like they seemed less realized because their dynamic was on again, off again, on again, off again for so yeah. much. The other thing that I think happens a lot in this season is um they explore the comedically it goes a lot broader in certain areas and it's it's one of the things that makes this season unique in a way is that the jokes feel different um mm-hmm. and the same can be said of season nine but i think in a weird way season eight is very dense in terms of how much plot gets covered all the places they go all the jokes they make um and like also like they're just different there's just a different feel to a lot of the jokes and a lot of that does come from Robert California, not maybe not so much the comedically broad stuff, but I'm thinking of how his presence is different. Like this idea that um, I remember around the time season eight was airing, reading an interview with I think Paul Lieberstein, who mm. said like that Robert kind of captures this dynamic of when your boss comes around, you feel this like you feel in an office environment maybe, and it's maybe a more senior person. You feel Robert this California. That you, this, let's have a conversation. Yeah, you have to sit up a little straighter. You want to feel like you're really engaged with your work. You want to put on like this very good impression, which season seven, the office was so relaxed um, and it doesn't ever feel like they're working at all. And then you compare that a little bit to like, let's say the incentive when all of a sudden you see them selling really hard. Um, it's just a different feel. And uh, mm. Robert inspires a bit of that, even though that wears the off quite a bit by the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, the power of the, the pyramid. pyramid. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, another, another that happens, engaged Stanley. 
It only happens maybe <laughs> three times the whole show. And Andy Andy says, I've worked across Stanley for years. This is nap time. It's it's that and the sumo suit. Like that's all we get yeah. at that's in, that's all we get out of Stanley in Florida Stanley. Mm-hmm. Also, man, I love in Lotto with, with just Stanley in the season when they they have to uh <laughs> The, all that they're Andy is trying to they're in they're interviewing all these new people for the warehouse and it just cuts down to one of the guys eating a lunch out of a lunch box that says Stanley and then it pans over to Stanley and he's having he's like laughing on the phone and then later in the episode it, it, yeah, the conference yeah, room, it pans yeah. up again he's just looking angrily into the conference room I love yeah. that I love that and <laughs> that's the kind of I don't know it starts having a little more fun with the characters that way in season eight too like Mm-hmm. There, like I agree with you, Sean. There's plenty of thorns about season eight that are tough, but like there is, I guess I'm more conditioned just to like look for the good stuff as I, as I as I watch it more. And like you know, I really like Robert California. I think every scene, everything he does is funny to me. Um, mm-hmm. Tells you a lot about who I am as a person, I guess. But it's like, <laughs> it's, yeah, and I mean, really, the evolution of like what happens in one season to Andy is just a crazy distraction. It's like this crazy huge thing that happened. Like think about yeah. by by pool party, like everyone's on Andy's side. By the time get the girl happens, they're literally doing like this like pro Andy or pro Nelly vote of manager. Like this is all like there's another fight for manager later on again in season eight with Nelly. Like it happens again. Yeah. Todd Packer yeah. comes and goes. Like there's so many there's so many subplots. It's going so on. weird. It's so dude. dense. It's like so Edwin, that was a really so good point. Chaotic. It is very dense. Yeah, I hadn't really yeah, thought I mean, of it that way. That before. is an, another thing that maybe is that that I struggle with a little bit with this season, which is that like the way that Nelly comes in and just kind of sits in the manager's chair, like that whole that whole yeah. thing is just kind of um, it's kind of uncomfortable and strange, and it makes it really difficult to kind of rehabilitate Nelly as a character and part of the ensemble to keep her around. Is that she comes in so forcefully and disrupts in a way that doesn't feel like it's really difficult after the way that she enters and sits in the manager's chair and really like you know the 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 way that she displaces Andy makes it really difficult I think for the show at the end of season eight and into season nine to just kind of incorporate her again as a character um and that that that, uh, the show doesn't do itself favors in that regard and then yeah Andy gets fired and adopts twelve dogs. Bye, Andy. It's like that's <laughs> it's, it. And then it's so bad. And then suddenly so David bad. Wallace rebuys the company, and Andy's back as a janitor. Oh no, he's not. Yo, I, like I'll just say, break it down, Sean. That as somebody who doesn't support seasons eight <laughs> and nine, when they go <laughs> when they go down to Florida, and and you know D- Nelly does the whole like. You know, say who is who's running this? You know, who's, right, right. Meeting, and she says, "Oh, looking for a man, are you?" You know, I was so pumped on where this show was going. Huge whopping penis. <laughs> exactly. That's I was what I wanted to get to some see. Nelly drops. Let it That's fly. That's what I yeah. want. I wanted to see that huge whopping penis. You poor, simple boy. That's that's <laughs> what I am. That's what I am, and that's what I want. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was I was disappointed by where season eight went. I wanted it to get so extreme. 
you know, there was consideration amongst the writers to have Jim cheat on Pam, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're pro. You're are you pro this happening? No. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not pro that happening. I'm pointing out that they were they were ready, eager to make mistakes. Eager. Oh. Right? I like Am this I right? take. I like this take. Am I right? Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> I think I think what no, happened in are season not. eight is like so much of these things that happen in season eight, all the way to this dynamic of Jim in the sh- like being, you know, the Kathy, Jim, Pam thing. Like the writers are clearly trying so many things. Yeah. And it seems like there is an element of um, trying to push the show in a lot of directions, either to be more dramatic or more comedic in certain ways or, or, or more extreme um, without the same kind of consideration for the same sort of structure Look, that, that held the show. But it ends up with a place where, like, all of a sudden there is no structure. And Nellie can just sit in the manager's chair and the CEO is in, is a crazy person. Um, and I love also that, like, that becomes crystallized in Turf War when Harry General is like, we're not going to do this and we're not going to be doing this in six months. Robert is running this country, this company into the ground, which is like yeah. such an interesting thing to hear here yeah. because Robert, like he elucidates why he spent so much time in Scranton. And it's interesting to hear that perspective from another branch. And it just kind of crystallizes something that we didn't know the whole time, hmm. which is that uh, the company is not. Robert California is not good at his job. Yeah. 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 Thank God. Davis, David Wallace is there to scoop it up. Save it yet again, dude, David Wallace, just the hand of God coming down to save the show single-handedly <laughs> it, it 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 really is beautiful the way that they weave david back into the show it is beautiful <laughs> <laughs> this big fat pig is beautiful there's another thing that kind of comes up i think maybe with with this whole thing about david wallace buying back the company is that the show is at a very strange point when this happens which is there have been so many external characters that have come in or not not external but like new characters that have come in as sort of corporate leader figures um all the way from jan ryan david charles um d'angelo joe bennett um even robert Mm -hmm. that by the time you need someone to like quote unquote saved under mifflin like you can bring in David Wallace and it's like, oh, of course, who else? David Wallace. But at the same time, you couldn't have brought in the external character. Yeah. And it would, it would have just felt like it would have felt kind of strange because there have been so many new external characters in positions of power. Yeah. It's funny how you say save Dunder Mifflin, bring someone in to save Dunder Mifflin, but it is bring someone in to save the show. Like, I mean, we had, you know, an arc with uh, Will Ferrell. That was huge. You know, that was like leading into season eight it was he did such a fabulous job and uh he was a nightcap on on michael scott an incredible night tequila a tequila sunrise on michael scott (laughs) tequila sombrero tequila sombrero i always say that (laughs) thank you tequila sunrise Gosh darn it! Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing is like the show. Sorry, I just I, the show. Give us a give, wrap um, it up for us. Well, the ensemble. What I was going to say before I I put a button on it, I guess, is um, 
the shows are this weird place where you can either bring back old characters or try to reintroduce new ones. But, but like it, 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 the new characters feel a little, a little more like stunt casting and the old characters feel like you're digging way too far into the past sometimes, mm. um, which is kind of an interesting feature of the show at this point in time. But season eight is just so unique and different. Uh, dense, I think, is a good way to, to describe it because like there's so much that happens and there's so many funny moments scattered within. And I feel like maybe in this episode we didn't do enough job highlighting those funny moments. Um, but season eight is like one of the more interesting chapters of the show, like it or not. Um, it's it's just and, and I'm curious to hear what people think if they maybe I'm sure some people really love the season. I'm sure some people like don't even watch it. So um, yeah, I am curious to hear what everyone has to say. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to meet back up and do some trivia. You didn't say, well, there you have it. Well, there you have it. There you have it. That means conference room, five minutes. No, no, five seconds. All right, before we go to trivia to wrap up this episode, we did want to tap into the conference room for a quick question from Jason on our Discord who writes, if you were working in the office as Sean, Alex, and Edwin, and it was the holiday season, what would your Christmas wish be from Andy? So, gentlemen, mm. what would your Christmas wish be from Andy? From Like, what would I get from Andy? Yeah, you can't wish that Andy were Michael Scott either. <laughs> Sean. Free ride home is very good. Very good Christmas wish. Especially when, you know, <laughs> you can get any mixed drink you want at, uh, at the <laughs> Christmas party. Mm-hmm. You would wish one. for an F train to Brooklyn extra bitters? That's, yeah, F train to Brooklyn. That's a <laughs> minivan ride to my house. Yes. <laughs> um, gosh. Oh, uh, he could get me. He could he could get me a, a a punch card to the driving range where he went and hit a thousand balls, um, and then uh, he'd go to the, he'd get me a nice, you know, ten ten buckets at the at the driving range. Maybe come with me sometimes, watch a little Cornell Hofstra yeah. slaughter, and uh, get a beer and hit some slaughter. balls. Boost, got some rally. Blist- got some blisties. <laughs> feel like i feel like a full 24 hours with andy could actually be fun like a few hours with him would be like really awkward but like go go deep with andy you'd rather hang out 24 hours with andy than a few hours yeah because then i I think you i think you i think you'd meet his brother it's hardcore bro who we know is is a good guy his parents, not good guys. Bye, Pam. But... Bye, Tuna. <laughs> so genuine. Such a sweetie. I would wish for Andy to to to, to do the have the day that he wanted with uh, Michael Scott, Cornell Hofstra Slaughter. Oh yeah, you know wings. Oh. Then you get then you hit the tizown. I, that that's what I would wish for. Yeah, that's sweet. that day. Smoke mm-hmm. a couple Macanudos. <laughs> Polish off some yeah. SCs. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Well, hey, thank you for your question, Jason. If you have more questions, uh, please send them to us via email or for di- through Discord. Um, yeah. Message in a bottle, however you can get them to us. Message in a bottle. Sean, let's do some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Woo! 
All right. For tonight's trivia, sent by EJ Commons, it's me again. Recent sub subscriber Scott's Tots, as I needed that Hi. sweet Scott Tot, sweet Scott extra content. Tots clots, <laughs> content. Um, I've compiled a list of questions from the other other Edwin has missed and I want to see how many you guys get right around the second time. Alright, so these are the questions sent in missed? by the other other Edwin. Okay. First question is I understand nothing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's about to happen. What is the first cold open of season five? Um season five. <clears throat> Season five opens with weight loss. Is it the rap? Is it the Michael and Holly? No, that's just to go to commercial break. No, that's uh, first cold open of season five. I don't know. The the way season five opens is Jim admits to everybody that he and Pam are engaged, and he gets tackled by Michael Scott. Uh... All right, guys. Uh, yeah, the way he drops the briefcase in the face he bakes. It's great. <laughs> Tall guy's engaged. All right, guys. Last cold open of season five. What is that? Whoa. Company picnic? That's right. Is there a cold open? There is in company picnic? I do not know. Man, that's a tough. <laughs> yeah, those are know. tough trivia questions. Co yeah. Company picnic. What is the cold open? Tell us. Uh, we don't know. Tell us. <laughs> Uh, everybody resetting the clocks on Michael Scott uh, after okay. he eats a full chicken full pot chicken pie. Family-sized. Family-sized chicken pot Family pie. Size chicken mm -hmm. pie. Um, last cold open of season eight. Jim doing the tearaway suit on Dwight. It's a good guess. Is it, a is it Asian Jim? It's in Free Family Portrait Studio. It has to do with studio. Oscar. Oscar. Oh, it's the get it get it's get better it it gets better campaign ah, video. Gets vastly better, <laughs> vastly better, vastly more complicated. Vast sexuality is a spectrum. Is these are these all, uh, Is this the content of all these questions? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what is Kevin's excuse when Michael asks about hanging out the night? Of Jim's party. Oh, I have, I have to. He gets very. I have to pick my brother up from the. My brother's in yes. town. That... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so it's not all cold opens. Okay, yeah. That's right. Alaska Film Festival. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Okay, great. In the episode "The Duel," what is taped under the kitchen table? Uh, throwing stars. God, you're good. I was gonna say size. What? What name does <laughs> Kelly want to give her hypothetical child in the negotiation? When, sorry, just to go back to size, when uh, Michael says that you sigh like Jan, he's referring to the weapons. <laughs> you sigh. <laughs> what was the question, Sean? I'm sorry. <laughs> in the episode, uh, what what name does Kelly want to give the hypothetical child in the negotiation? Oh, Usher. Yeah. Why can't I think of the middle name? Usher, da 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 Kapoor. 
What is it? Usher, Jennifer Hudson, Kapoor. Ah. Very good. Very good. Thank you. What is the opening to Bullfrog in Love before the instrumental joined in the music? It's like the I Find You. (laughs) Absolutely. First of all, Sean. First of all, Sean. (laughs) Calm down. I need you to. I need you to tone it down, but you're at like a 10. I need you way down at a one. Okay. Number two, are we talking the one that's like, I find you absolutely riveting. No, I think, I think the question is, what is the part that is sung before the instruments come in? Um, it's like, da, 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 da. You want to share my pad? Croak, croak, croak. Bullfrog, you love, you know? Yeah. I don't understand the question either. I All mean, right, let's keep moving then. Next question. All right. In the duel, Michael asks, how so in response to finding out Angela is crazy and bad, what is Dwight's answer? Uh, flexible and eager. Oh, yeah. Eager and flexible. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. And finally, I remember that because how those choice of words are just so strange <laughs> for like the order in which he says them and to describe Angela. I don't know what is like, huh? And doesn't he says that Michael goes, really? Like he has a second of like, really? <laughs> one of the like one of the best bloopers. I know this was a question from a few weeks ago is is when Dwight is reading this little like note for Angela and he says, you are pretty and petite, but to me, you are oh so sweet. And they both like can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> How many more do we got? Last one? Last one. Dwight mentions that Garbage the Cat has proven useful by doing what? He's a barn cat. Right. He and he killed, he killed a family of raccoons. Oh, and he proved, oh, got he it. proved his worth. I got you. <laughs> He killed the or family. I'm of trying to. I'm trying to stand up for garbage. You should stand <laughs> up for garbage. They decorated their house with garbage. <laughs> In the picture of Michael and Ed Truck, yeah. What part of the outfit does he match with his tie? Fanny pack. His fanny pack. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hey, blah, blah. guys. This is it. That that's it. We did it. <laughs> we. It's very we, late. It's very late for Sean and I. Mm-hmm. It's very early for Edwin, and we're done with this episode. Take us out. Thank you for listening. You can call and leave us a voicemail. You can send us an email, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on social media. Join us on Patreon. Join us on Discord. We love to hang out and interact with you. This episode was recorded over video chat. Thank you so much for listening. It's always great that we get to do the show. I uh, appreciate you all for listening, hanging out with us, interacting with us. Um, thank you for uh, for bearing with us as we uh, release a day late. We wish uh, Sean a fast and, uh, and easy recovery. Um, and stay tuned for episode season eight part two we shall see uh but anyway take care stay safe we'll see you next week edwin iso coast to coast love to see that yes yes sir i'll be the same i want to take me home i know who i want to take me home take me home oh 
You know what? Fine. I try to start fun traditions for you guys, but if you don't want to sing, no traditions. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.